Ali Sadiq is a stand-up comedian who has made a name for himself as an exceptional storyteller. Perhaps you're familiar with that from his numerous stand-up specials, including last year's The Domino Effect, or maybe you've had a chance to check out his newest special. It's actually a sequel to The Domino Effect called The Domino Effect Part 2, Loss. If you haven't seen it already, you can do so through his YouTube channel or at alisadiq.com. And if you're here in Austin, make sure to check him out. He's headlining Joe Rogan's Comedy Mothership at the end of July. That's the 28th and 29th. You can get tickets for those shows if they're still available at comedymothership.com. Ali, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Just sitting in this lush hotel in Austin. <laughs> That's right. You were, uh, even though this uh, this conversation is not going to air on my ESPN show and then my podcast for a couple of weeks, you were actually on Rogan's podcast yesterday, and then you did Kill Tony last night. Uh, I don't know if that was your first time in Rogan's new club. I've actually had the, uh, the chance to uh, check out comedy there on about four or five occasions at this point. For you coming from the comedian side of things, do you agree with the uh, sentiment that most comedians seem to be sharing, which is that it's the perfect comedy club for comedians? It is definitely a comedian's comedy club. It is definitely that. It The aesthetics of it is great. How you move around the club is spectacular. You don't have to go through the audience. You don't even have to see them until you actually go out there and it's filled off. It's like it's like a little comedy, little comedy treehouse. Like it's very filled off, man. And it's nice. I'm not gonna front. It is nice. It's very nice. Love to hear it. And uh, you actually have a new special out right now. It is the Domino Effect Part Two. Loss. This comes about a year after you release the original Domino Effect. And uh, you choose to focus on loss this time around. And I love a quote that you give at the beginning of this latest special, which came out in early June. And that is in the streets, people only talk about their wins. They never talk about their losses. But for me, as somebody who uh, strives for success and studies those who are successful, uh, most successful people will admit not only do they suffer defeats and losses and failures, they often do so quite frequently uh, in an effort to gain experience, but also to learn lessons from those losses too. So is that kind of what your thinking was when you decided to focus on loss with this latest special? Yeah, it was along those lines. Cause that's, that's a topic that's really not discussed in, in most people's lives. They never talk about the loss. They never, nobody ever, Hey, let me tell you about the time that I lost, <laughs> but those are the things that you learn from, you gain your experience from, and you know how to win because you, you lost. And that's when it comes to games. But when it comes to losing people, like in a relationship, like a lot of people get devastated after a divorce. You know, they feel like their whole life is not together. And, you know, and then they have this regret about what they didn't do. But those are things that happen. You know, sometimes you you lose something to get to get something better. Or sometimes you just lose something because it, it's not actually for you. Then when you losing people as, as as far as a death, death can be devastating for a person. I've seen family not recover because the head of the family passed, you know, and I would I would be less than a person if I didn't want to prepare my kids 
in my family for when I'm not going to be around. Well, I'm not going to, it's inevitable. I'm not going to be here all the time. So I'm trying to get them to understand why I move, like I move, why I do certain things so they can, you know, my experience, they, they can still relish when I'm gone. You know, they can still, you know, prosper, but we don't discuss it all the time. We, we act like we going to be here forever and things are forever and, you're gonna lose things, you know. My daughter lost her earring, and she act like it was the end of the world. I'm like, <laughs> like we can get you, a, we can get you another earring. I, I don't, I don't understand cry, cry gibberish. I don't understand. <laughs> so, you know that that's that's the, the the thinking behind this particular special, having a message about being able to lose something and carry on. You know, it's so interesting because uh, you've obviously been through your own trials and tribulations, which is worse than most people are going to experience in their life. But as your friend Rogan says, the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. So I got a couple of <laughs> at home. I got an eight and six year old at home right now. And sometimes my son or daughter will be like, this is the worst day ever. And sometimes it's as simple as us being out of strawberries or uh, us saying it's we're done watching TV for the day. And. I, I just want to sit there and tell them sometimes you don't even understand how bad it could possibly be. But I also have to remember and their limited experience on earth. Yeah, this does kind of suck for them. And I probably need to figure <laughs> out other ways for them to, uh, them to deal with hard stuff, you know? Yeah, like being out my, my seven year old breaks down when there's no more raspberries left. <laughs> well, well you ate them. Like you ate <laughs> all of them. Like, did, did you and I got to explain that? Did you enjoy the raspberries when you when you were eating all of them? It was okay. It was a bunch of raspberries, right? And the more you went in the refrigerator, they started to dwindle. Like I, I say, I'm not crying because I didn't get not one raspberry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to the picture of her with the raspberry with the raspberry fingers. She had a raspberry on each finger. She's like, look. He went. I say, see, that's that's why they're gone. <laughs> so, so try to get her to deal with things early so it just won't be so devastating as, as, as life rolls on yeah it's like i bought a full pint of ra raspberries that were supposed to last for the entire week but they didn't even make it two days because you decided to go on a raspberry binge so maybe I'm tomorrow time. she put them on everything it's in a yogurt in a pocket like <laughs> like I, I like did you just put a raspberry in your pocket i'm taking it upstairs <laughs> to do what like, it's insane so you said part of the way that you try to prepare your family for the fact that you're not always going to be around because there are two commonalities for us all that is birth and death you do try to explain uh why you operate the way that you do so i guess is there a uh a simple way for you to explain to me and uh my viewers and listeners right now as to why you do operate the way that you do ali yeah because I, I think about i wake up and the first thing I think about is death. So I can have gratitude for the life that I'm about to live today. Hmm. Like I'm I'm going to have the best time that I can have today. If I get upset about something, it's only temporary because I know I don't have that type of time to waste. I don't have time to be mad about this all day. And then I may not get I may not get to Wednesday. So I'm I gotta do whatever I gotta do today. And what I'm not gonna do is waste my time being upset about something that, that I had no control over or things that I do have control over. I know that I had the control. So you either get over it 
or waste or waste your time living? Like, are you wasting your lifetime? Like that's that's, that's how I think about myself all the time. Am I wasting the time that I have to live doing something that I don't really want to do and that's healthy for me? So that's my philosophy. I'm I'm gonna think about death for the first 15 minutes as soon as I open my eyes so I can live a better life for today. You know, because I because I realize I don't have the time. I don't have the time that I think that most people think that they have. Oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. Or I or I I fix that tomorrow. No, I might as well fix it today while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Cause I, I don't know if I'm gonna have that time. I just don't know what the, the hourglass, man. I don't know what, what <laughs> I just don't know. So I gotta I gotta try to do everything I can do today. Such an interesting way to think about things, especially to start your day. Some people may hear that and think that it's a morbid way to start your day. But if you are thinking about that in a way that turns it into an overall positive over the course of the rest of the day, then uh, then it has to be looked at as healthy. I'm curious, though, because not a whole lot of people necessarily take on that life philosophy. Have you been around death a fair amount in your life that uh, it's something that is top of mind very first thing in the morning? Yeah, it, the, the thing is, my I've experienced some some pretty awful deaths mm. in my in my family. And I see how it it devastated my family in the beginning until mm. we learned because our first loss was uh, a small child and so when that happened it was so devastating because you know it's a it's a it's a child it's, it's an eight-year-old and you thinking about all this other life that they had to live because you know you're at this point and then you lose an elderly person and then you think about well they lived a long life you know they and then you start to weigh it out like man some sometimes it's young sometimes it's old sometimes it's what we would call an accident but you have to you have to deal with these things that that happen in in your life and when it's like that you start to learn man like I, I don't have the type of time that I thought that I had, you know, like I thought I had a lot of time with my sister. She's a, why well, wouldn't I think that she's a child and, you know, I, I got plenty of time to do a lot of things with her. The creator didn't say the same. So you, you start to, regret things that you didn't you didn't do instead of relishing the things that you did like man i was we we used to have a really good time so i think about those things the most then i think about the elderly people i didn't spend a lot of time with my grandmother like i should have but you lived with her in the time that you did have with her what did she teach you in those times that's a better memory that's a better discussion versus me talking about what we didn't get a chance to do you know, see what I'm saying? So I kind of live with the experience that I had versus what I thought should happen. Even when in a breakup, somebody, you know, I, I've had some relationships and oh, me and this girl broke up. Then I see her 15 years later. I was like, yeah, probably good. 
probably good. I didn't I didn't I didn't know your genetics was like that. I didn't know that you you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Well, that's, that's you didn't want to work out not once. Like mm. like, <laughs> like I I know you I know you was gonna look like that. Like even with my friends, some some guys who I used to be friends with, I didn't know that you were gonna you were gonna be like this. Like you you do know that you don't look anything like you looked in high school. Like, like, like anything, like, hey man, did you like not slide back from the table at all? Like, not at all. Like, man, you know, you know my thyroid. <laughs> Nothing happened to your thyroid. Like, <laughs> like, no, your plate, sir. Like, it, it's some, it's some people who I thought were gonna end up being good people that didn't, and. You know, it, it 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 happens, and I think that a lot of times we're not prepared for what can actually happen in life, and we don't, and we and we skate through it like it's not, like like we don't talk about it. Like some people don't talk about anything that can happen. I used to be on a basketball team, and one of the guys used to say, "Hey man, listen, I know y'all don't think this, but it's a good chance that we might lose this game." <laughs> like, I like. What he's like? Yeah, if y'all not gonna play, we're it's a good chance that we're gonna lose. And 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 that used to always bring you like, hey man, hey man, listen, we need to really start playing this game like we know how to play. <laughs> because other than that, he's right. It's a good chance that we gonna lose. And sometimes we just couldn't get it together and we lost. And he's like, and then you see the guys with their head down. I can't believe we lost. Well, guess what? I can't believe you wasn't rebounding. I, I couldn't believe it. I was <laughs> I was amazed that you wouldn't rebound that ball. <laughs> so but I think that with my kids, I I I do the same thing. I can't believe that I failed that test. Man, you know what I can't believe? That you didn't study, man. I can't believe it. Like, and I watched you not study. I I don't know if you know that. I watched you not study and I knew what was gonna happen. So maybe next time you may want to get it together. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna help you when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And my kids learned that lesson. Like he's gonna allow us to fail if we're not doing. Like, yeah, I told you. And so in my life, I kind of want to put things out there for people that you can laugh at it. You can, but I rather you think about it and like, hey man, you do know it's a good chance that you this may not work out like you like you think it's gonna work out but how do you bounce back from that you know that's like doing a science experiment you experimenting some you know you putting together oh it didn't work this time oh it, oh, it didn't work this time hey were we supposed to be making blue bleach no no okay it, it did because <laughs> like, i had a i grew up with a chemistry set i don't know if you remember those you know oh, yeah. they, you, you you would give parents would give their kids for christmas chemistry set and you would just sit there and try to make things. Yeah. And it didn't work out a lot, you know, and, but what you did create, you created, I remember, I remember sewing my own jeans and to me, cause I wanted them straight leg. I, so I sold them myself. And in the middle of the school day, the threading popped. So now I got like, I got like straight legs, flare bottom jeans. And, <laughs> and, and other and another dude was like, hey man, you gotta kind of double stitch it at the end so it won't pop. 
had no idea everybody was doing this. <laughs> I thought it was just me. So I learned. You, you learned a lesson from your uh, from your jeans coming apart at the seams then. Oh, man. It was like a straight leg flare. And my, <laughs> sister told, my sister told me, hey, when you do that, don't cut. Don't cut the other material off. Because it, I'm like, why? It, it just looks crazy. It, and so I cut it. And now it's popped. And that's why she told me don't cut it. Because if it popped, then you can have your regular your regular jean. But now it's. Now it's like flared and it's cut. And I'm like, no, this is the new style. This is new. <laughs> you just mentioned uh, letting your kids fail. And that's so important to do as hard as it is at times. But man, parenting is so full of pitfalls in 2023. Obviously, COVID screwed everything up. But for you as a parent, how many kids do you have, Ali? Oh, I have a thousand. Like I have like nine children. Okay. How many young ones a- do you have right now? Uh, starting at 12 12 okay. 12 and down 12 and down 12 and down yeah. so oh my god man that's uh that's <laughs> you do yeah, have, have some variety you do have a variety going on and you mentioned you had a, a seven-year-old daughter too and it goes even younger than that what do you think yeah. his challenge is for a parent in 2023 i think it's the same as it was when in when i started having kids my oldest is 29 my oldest daughter is 24 it's a pitfall when you're not having enough time with them Hmm. spending it's like with your kids like people have them and then they rush to let somebody else have them i've i've i'm never i'm not in that space because i i want i want to keep them as close as possible so i can explain as much as possible you know because in this in 2023 the challenge is that they're exposed to things very early if you're not watching. And then they, they're exposed by irresponsible people. Let's say that. I think that's the biggest, the biggest downfall of 2023. If your children being exposed by inexperienced people. Like in this, in this world, a lot of people without children try to tell you how to rear children. But you don't have them, so I don't understand. I don't understand. And and an adopted child is not like your own. Uh, a niece and a nephew is not like your own. And like, I, and I want people to. I have nieces and nephews. They're not like my children. You know what I'm saying I have people that I know that have adopted children, and they love them. And then when they have a child the 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 natural way they see the difference this is this is somebody else's child actually that you're that you're rearing this is your actual blood and flesh and blood it's different oh love is love no it is not no it is not like man i love my my sister's kids i love them to death but not like my kids no it's it like, hey, I jump in the river and save your life if you drowning. But with my children, I would give my child my heart so they could live and I could go. Like, man, I, it, it's not it's not the same. And I don't want people's impression to be on my children without me being 
there to explain what they're seeing or what they're going through or yeah, I, I, the closeness, man, the closeness. And I don't, I don't want somebody giving my kid information about things that I don't see it as the same. And, and people think, well, what are you talking about? Anything, even with teachers. I don't want a teacher that's telling my child to do something for money. Oh, you got to you got to learn this, do this. You can have a good job. That's not how I'm raising my children. I, I don't want my children to put themselves in a machine just to get get paid. Hey, just like I don't I don't want I don't I don't go with the Santa Claus thing either. Well, if you be good, some strange fat man are gonna give you gifts. That sound like that sound like raising my daughter to be a stripper. Like, <laughs> hey, look, girl, you be good. <laughs> like, like, my ideology is do something that you love, yeah. not something that you have to do. You know, because this thing, if they go to school and hear some teacher telling them, you got to work, work a job, you got to do all this, and then they go home and see, well, my father doesn't work a job. My father always talks about doing what you love and and living your life it's kind of contrary to what you are saying as a teacher and i'm not going to be in combat with that i'm like hey you have to educate yourself so you can in order to do whatever you want to do in life mm -hmm. like you you have to get these you have to get this creative i rather them teach my child about being creative hey hey do Create something. Be be passionate about something. Not go to the job and, and like. I just don't see. I just don't see it the same way. And like when I used to hear coaches tell my son, "It's about how you play the game." Well, that's one part of it. But you, it's about how you play the game. But you also play the game to win too. Like you, we not coming out here for a loss. I, I promise you, I didn't drive 45 minutes and get up two hours early for you to go out there and lose or not give it your best effort. That's the loss to me when you didn't give it your best effort and you lost. It's a double loss. Like you gave it your best effort and you lost. Solid. You got to get better. But if you went out there and you just accept, hey, hey man, this out. Hey, we lost. Man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sports is so important for helping kids to understand how to operate in this world, and that's one of my biggest concerns with society right now. Ali is that. There are way too many kids who don't play any sports anymore. They just basically sit on their fat asses playing video games all day. But sports teaches you how to coexist with others. They teach you the value of teamwork. They teach you how it feels to win versus lose. And it also teaches you how to handle winning and losing because there are important ways to handle both of those things too. It, 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 man, winning and losing and preparation and practice and determination and effort, all these things that sports do for you. And I played every sport. Yeah. Like even the sports that I wasn't good at, I still played them for the experience. Like, this is what I think the problem is with children and parents. Parents get locked in. The problem, first of all, with parents that they, they, they go over the children. So you have a child, 
and you put them in basketball. Okay. Is that all that they play is basketball? Yeah, that's all my, my son plays basketball. So y'all don't go through the seasons? <laughs> like I went through the seasons. I played football in football season, basketball <laughs> in basketball season, baseball in baseball season. I swam, lacrosse, golf, tennis, badminton, hacky sack. It's like, it's like, it's like whatever. <laughs> Soccer, whatever was going like what? Do you remember hockey sack? It's like this was a this was a crazy thing, like a bag, and you and you gotta hit it as many times as you can hit it. And like <laughs> it, I wasn't I wasn't good at this, and then I started to be. It's the processing of learning things, marbles. Like you know how crazy it is to leave out with a bag of marbles and you and and you come home and you walk in and you tell your parent, I can't believe I survived with these. I made it home with these three marbles. <laughs> <laughs> I bought you a bag of marbles. Oh, I was losing marbles left and right. <laughs> they was some of them cracked. So it was crazy out there on the marble field today. <laughs> it's like I skateboarded. I tried to surf. It's like I did everything hmm. they put their kids in one box i just play aau basketball what you don't you can't play no other sport i, I just play football and you can't fo man i i didn't grow up like that i grew up playing every sport playing every activity some i was good at some i was horrible at but i did it in order, I couldn't believe I used to. I used to be so good at hot ball, you know, and, and I used to be so good. Like we used to do this. It was this game called Spread Eagle, where you would hit, you would throw this ball up against a wall. You yep. had to catch it with one hand, and if you missed it, you got to run and touch the wall before somebody hit you. And then if you got hit, you had to stand on the wall and let somebody throw it, throw it at you. Like these are these are some terrible games that, but. But the, the consequence of not catching that ball with one hand, you learn you learn very good coordination. Like I like I was a shortstop. So it it's like a ball can't really get past me because I played I played spread eagle. So you throw that ball and <laughs> you gotta catch it one, you gotta catch it one hand. And, and it's a consequence to not catching this ball with one hand. Somebody gonna catch it and try to throw it at you. Man, I, I just don't think that kids play enough. I, I skate. I was a skateboarder, and I and to to this day I still jump on a skateboard and huh. on the street. And they be like, "Man, he on a skateboard?" Yeah, man. I rode bikes. I, I did everything. I failed. Like, yeah. I learned. I, you know, I would come in and I come in, and show my mom my shoulder. I'm like, ah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like it's called cement rash, son. You know what I'm saying? You what what did you slide down? And then she just and then this is a funny thing. My mom, this is learning about learning about how to take things as well. My mom be like, she'll be talking to me. And she's like, oh, look over there. And then I look and she'll pour peroxide on the school. <laughs> I'm like, ah. like uh, so peroxide or alcohol. And you you learn to toughen up. Yeah. And you and you, hey man, I lost a lot of skin. I've lost a lot of skin in the game and it teaches you those things. 
man, I can't emphasize enough about sports and putting your kids in sports that they're not good at to teach them to learn. Like you, you take a bunch of football players and put them in lacrosse. And and hey man, I know you think you're athletic, but your court this is you you have football coordination. You don't have lacrosse coordination. Right. You know, put your kid in fencing. I'm saying, and you like, oh, you think you you think you fast? You see that? Yeah, you just like point, point, <laughs> point again. Like, like it's um, you know, like my son, my son, he box, mm. but I tell him, I tell him, it's so much, it's so many things that you have to do. Boxing, to be good at boxing, you still have to, you still have to run, you still have to be able to jog, yeah, and then you still have to be able to swim. And you still have to be able to jazz dance. Jazz dance? Yeah. Footwork, son. Yep. They call it the sweet science for a reason. (laughs) It's a lot of things that go in. It's a lot of things that go into this, sir. And you have to be, and this is the number one thing that I try to teach kids and tell kids. In order to be a good boxer, you have to be positive. Hmm. What? What? I said you have to have a lot of positive reinforcement for for this reason. Say if you down in a fight, you can't be talking to yourself saying that you down. You have to be okay. All right, I'm behind. Okay, that that's getting me in the. That's I'm up a little bit. You 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 have to possibly be talking to yourself to the, even distribute this type of skill in boxing. To hit somebody, you have to still be positive. You have to think, positive. oh, that, I'm going to go to the body on this one. Look at that. That's yeah, that's a little something. You know, you have to really be t- talking to yourself. you like, what? Yeah. In, in any sport, when you're behind, you have to have a lot of positive affirmations that you're giving yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I missed this basket, but that's that one. I forgot. I got a short memory. I'm coming to shooting. I'm shooting again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can't believe I just struck out. This is crazy. Wait till I get back up there, though. Wait till, wait till I get back up there. This one's going over the wall. <laughs> like, did he just throw this curveball past me again? And you, it's, I don't think people know how positive you have to be in your head to play a sport. Oh, yeah. Well, especially in baseball, too, because Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame hitters still fail seven out of every 10 times <laughs> they go to the plate. That's crazy to think about the amount of confidence that you have to remain good at baseball with how much the best are still failing more than they're succeeding. So, so watch he plays ball and, and that's, that's the strikeout. Do you understand that in boxing, you miss damn near 60% of your punches? Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. The only way that you do a hundred percent of your punches is when you're on the pads. That's why when you see the 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 the, the numbers, the concubine number, he threw three hundred punches. He landed thirty. <laughs> like like you throw if you throw a hundred punches around, you're probably going to land fourteen. Wow. Those are yeah. not those are not high percentages. <laughs> it's like because this is a person that's moving. You threw a punch, but I still did this. I didn't. I didn't let you, I, it's not the pad. I didn't, I'm not, I am moving 
while you're throwing the punches. Like you didn't miss a lot of punches. Hmm. You missed a lot of punches. You only connected seven times. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that that sixth one hurt. They say I ain't gonna lie, that sixth one hurt. It did hurt. <laughs> so my, I, I thought my son thought that too. Because you on the pads and you on the bag. It's all of those things are landing. It's designed for you to do that for muscle memory. But it's another the reflex bag is where you learn that you're not gonna you're not gonna land all these punches. Yep. <laughs> like hey, you threw 80 punches, you missed 79. Mm. <laughs> you missed 70. You hit me one time, sir. Cause I you were like um Pernell Whitaker. I watched the Pernell Whitaker De La Hoya fight the other day. De La Hoya threw 99 punches in the first round, and he missed Pernell Whitaker 99 times. Oh my gosh. He didn't land not one punch that was of significant, like, and it was and, and then Pernell, he was right there in front of him. He was huh, 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 and then he was like, I was like, man, do you understand? But I box and I know, like, hey man, I just fought Todd Manuel. I just bought sparred with Todd Manuel. I missed Todd so many times. Like, I, and he was right there. He, he was like he was a ghost. He was, he was right there. Todd landed 80% of his punches on me. I'm not even. <laughs> he landed. I didn't see most of them. Like, <laughs> and it's by by the way, it's when you get punched square in the face that you uh, have to have the most confidence as a boxer, too. You still have to have that belief in self because otherwise you're just going to turn and run. Do, do you know I always applaud boxers that go down and get back up because man it's so it's so comfortable down there once you once you go down it's so comfortable it's like man you know i don't have to get up and deal with deal with him again i can just let them count me out oh man see like once they get the six six you be thinking about it, like six you're like you know what's on the road seven damn it let me go and get up <laughs> go, let me go and get up <laughs> Oh, man. He is Ali Sadiq. Please make sure to check out his new stand-up special. It's the Domino Effect Part 2 Loss. You can do so through his YouTube channel or just by going to his website, alisadiq.com. And if you're here in the Austin area, check him out. Comedy Mothership, end of July. There will not be tickets the week of. All of these shows sell out, and Ali will be no different. But you can still get tickets right now. Do so through ComedyMothership.com. Ali, thank you so much for the time today, man. This is a real pleasure. Oh, man, thank you for having me, man. It's been great, man. It's been a great interview. Thanks to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. And thanks to you for hanging out. For more of the show and to connect on social media, visit BooksOnPod.com. We'll talk to you next time on Books on Pod. Books on Pod.